Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Conor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean my name is Sean Meehan. Oh my god. Hello Sean Meehan. It's so nice <laughs> to meet you. I've heard great things about you. I was looking at you while doing the intro and I was like, there's Sean. <laughs> You're like Terminator Vision, just said like Sean Meehan. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't want to give away the game, but I never look at you when I do the intro because I know I'll burst out laughing. I always just like look at a different tab. But uh, I mean, really? now, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Here, here I've been making funny faces, holding up <laughs> cards, saying you're doing great, Connor. <laughs> Sean, this is Hero Zero, where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, last week you did Madame Web, um, who is, of course, a Marvel character in the Spideyverse. So, what I decided to do this week was a little bit different. Um, now, as oh. I said, I normally do DC characters, but a few months ago, right. you did a little thing with public domain superheroes, Sean. Oh, um, oh, I did. And I did, Connor. We had a bit of, we had a bit of a, a few comments that said they'd love to hear a few more of these absolutely dog shit characters. Yeah, because for people that don't know, these are characters that literally anyone can use. Like the copyright on them has expired. Yeah. So 
it, we could make one of these characters if you want it. Most of these were created like the 40s um, or 50s. And after the, Superman, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and what happens is they've just, they came along for like 10 issues in the 40s and they just haven't been touched. And then it's been 50 years. So in the 1990s, they all became public domain. Um, and what was interesting, it, it was really fun hearing about these are the characters that all got thrown in because when Batman, or sorry, when Superman started, every comic book everywhere just threw everything at the fucking wall. Let's see what happens. Just because if, because you might get the next Superman out of it. And yeah. then you de- never have to work again in your life. Uh, but within that, there was also a lot of shit. So I thought it might be fun this week because there's fucking hundreds of these really terrible so characters that I would it's choose ridiculous. I would choose another tree that caught my eye this week that were okay. different like from it. your tree Sean okay yeah because if you did the same tree Connor I will be honest that would be a bit awkward <laughs> be lazy <laughs> you just listen to the episode again and just parrot it back Sean send me on your report there on Microsoft Word <laughs> yeah yeah no bother at all no bother at all I only have it on notepad is that alright no <laughs> so Sean we're going to start off uh, with my first character that really made me giggle because a character uh, what I've done here is I've started off with a character I really liked then I've done a small one that I couldn't find a lot of information on but really made me laugh and in the last one, okay. another character that is just weird. Um, okay, I love it. And so we're starting off with a character called Speed Senator. <laughs> <laughs> like the government official, a senator? No, Centaur, if you want to say Oh, like sorry. That. Like a horseman. Like a horseman. Okay. okay. Okay, so let me guess beforehand. Hmm. He's a man who's also a horse and can run. No, he's a billionaire who can transform into a centaur at will. <laughs> because you have to get into the minds of the public domain creators. Yeah. Has to be a billionaire, first of all. Has to be a transformation sequence. Look, I mean, I will say he mostly generated, like, headlines along the lines of, like, mystery horse tramples 15 more to death. That kind of stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> He also, and this really made me giggle, he also, in every issue, found a way to beat up a bear. (laughs) Every issue? How many issues? um, I I think it's six. I think it's six issues. That's too many bears for one man to beat up. It's almost too many bears. It might be ten or six. But either way, I mean... Each one worse than the last. <laughs> um, so, look, it was a pretty odd strip. And I've, if you want to Google what he looks like, go right ahead. Um, it, right. It, does, it does capture the eye. I mean, it's exactly what you thought it was. It's a man. It's, he's got a lovely white mane past his waist. Um, right. And he's kicking a bear <laughs> in the picture. He is. God, he really is. He's really doing a number on that bear. What is happening here? You're not allowed to look it up because I have to tell you. Um, Sorry. So every issue basically felt like it was written by somebody who had done an awful lot of drugs, but also had possibly hit their head. Um, so okay, good combo. Yeah. Um, like, not 90% of everything in the Golden Age comics, of course, not very good. So there was, of course, Plastic Man the Spirit, but there was also Speed Centaur. 
Um, he debuted in Amazing Mystery Funnies, number 12, in 1939. Um, from, Sorry, can I just get the name of the publication one more time? Amazing Mystery Funnies. <laughs> Amazing Mystery Funnies. Okay, my, my, my three sons. Go ahead. <laughs> number 12. My fourth son. <laughs> <laughs> from Centaur it also came from Centaur Publications um, oh good very good a mascot yeah and tallied a dozen appearances before cantering off into comic book limbo now Centaur Lovely. was a lesser publishing house with a few interesting titles like Amazing Man and another character we're going to cover uh, later oh. on in this report but mostly, it did not offer very impressive material, Sean, first and foremost. Okay. Um, so, we begin the issue, Sean. His origin is very simple. You'll, you'll, you'll catch up. Uh, we begin with a, with a guy, he's digging in the Arctic, okay? And oh, he's just a man, he's, he's just digging away in the Arctic, right? After an earthquake that's happened there. And okay. he finds a lone survivor of a race of centaurs. <laughs> Okay, I want to be on board, Connor. I really, really do. It's a child. Like it's, it's, it's like a. Let's just hypothetically, if there was an alien that landed in a field, and two farmers adopted the child, it's along the lines of that. But it's a centaur that's a baby in the Arctic. Okay, that's all well and good. Hmm. But did the scent was did the earthquake have something to do with the centaur being there? Was the centaur frozen in ice, a la Captain America? Oh, that will all be explained, Sean. Why he's in, okay. he, why he's there? Um, why he's in the Arctic? Yeah, um, he's he's the lone survivor of a race of centaurs. I don't know how you can't to, keep to, saying that. <laughs> I'm thinking it'll make sense, Connor. <laughs> Didn't make more sense the second time, no? No, no, okay. I'm afraid not. Um, so the the guy. He finds this baby. He's like, I'm, this is my baby now. <laughs> I'm adopting the baby. No, it's your pet horse is what it is. is so, wait, is it? Is it a little... It's a little centaur. Like, uh, a, a little horse and a little baby body. Yeah. That, that's never been seen before. <laughs> never been seen again. Um, and he homeschools the little critter. And raises them to a strapping young centaur hood, I suppose. And the the creature later goes to the big city and becomes okay. <laughs> becomes how bunny. is this? Is this accepted just by everyone in the in the community and the big city? Are you trying to say that there's discrimination in America that I do for this? Is this the is this whole comic or a uh, 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 metaphor for like? Uh, Immigration? Is that, is that um, what's going on here? I, I feel like you might be even giving it that much credit with that sarcastic hobbit. You've given it too much really? credit there even with that. Um, so it's like the X-Men of its day, I it, love it. Oh, it's, it was, this is where the X-Men took its, 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 it's, you inspiration, know, its from. inspiration from. Uh, the creature later goes, of course, to the big city and becomes buddy with reporter Real McCoy. <laughs> Real McCoy! That's... A marketing campaign for a bag of chips in Ireland. Uh, it's also probably a name Bob Mortimer would come up with on Would I Lie to You. Um, yes, Mr. Real McCoy. Yeah, Mr. Real McCoy, the journalist. Um, and Real McCoy takes custody of the young creature, who has decided just 
I have it just, you know, off the back of its own head. To fight crime and injustice for some reason. <laughs> See, what's the, but what's the, like, call to action? Like, he's a is horse, it, man. No, he's a centaur. He's in both worlds, which I would get if he was like, oh, I want to stop horse racing. Mm. It's like there's like a tenuous link as to why this man would ca- this centaur would care yeah. about the big city. But is it just like muggings he's stopping? Yeah, he's decided crime needs to stop in the city. And he's the one thing or man what's the general what's the right how, terminology? The, how many rib cages does a centaur have, first of all? Oh, that's actually a very good if, four. Four four? Well, if we count one on each side uh, oh yeah, that's one complete rib cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like two rib cages myself. Yeah, maybe um, two. Yeah. But what's this centaur been doing? Like, how old is he at this point? Ah, he's middle aged. He's forty. No, well, no. <laughs> Sorry, it's, no, it's nineteen forty. So he's like 30. twenty is middle aged. He's twenty two. You know, it's really hard, obviously, to find anything positive about this strip. Um, the art, I will admit, looks like they drew this preliminary sketches and then said, we'll get back to that later, and then never did. Um, I did see some, like, when I was looking for a picture of him, like, it's just, like, a horse and then, like, some colour is the background. It's terrible. <laughs> it's one of those where we'll get back to it. Oh, fuck it. It's due tomorrow. <laughs> Just put it in. It's fine. Yeah, print it. It's fine. No one will read it anyway. <laughs> Nobody in the story has any, you know, personality. Um, even Horseman, uh, Speed Senator, no personality. Um, now, there's lots of questions that have ra- were, of course, raised. Um, and, of course, there's lots of possibilities that you could have taken with this strip. Because, I mean, that's where our brains go to. Where's the storyline opportunities? Now, how did the yeah. public react to learning that there was a genuine, no-fooled centaur right out of mythology galloping around the city? That's, you know, that's a question I've been asking hmm. myself since this report started, Connor. Did biologists run around the world, rushing, di- or did biologists come from around the world to go maybe study him? Maybe he, there was a mass appeal to try and get there. What is this creature? We need to know. What's it like to be this man and not exactly. fully belong to either society? What about his civilization that they later find out is based in the Arctic? Didn't archaeologists race there to ex- excavate and study the area? I assume all of these questions will be answered. None of these are answered or even mentioned. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear, because those are interesting. Well, look, this is the beauty of public domain superheroes. We can invent our own solutions to all of these. <laughs> Real McCoy even apparently has this huge creature visiting his apartment and office in the big city without anyone noticing. <laughs> or do they notice and just not care, is the thing. Because like, there's only bears, they'll get kicked. But this is, man, like, this is also the last of his species. I'm going to address the bear thing in a second, by the way. Yeah. But this is, like, he's the last centaur there'll ever be, presumably. (laughs) So, other than, you know, being a centaur, there's absolutely nothing about this man that is special um, in any way. Um, He has a very... He's not not, particularly smart. Not smart. He's just the general crime fighter of the 40s. He's just just kind of a lad who punches a little bit. 
He's, um, yeah, he's just a man with a goal, and that goal is to stop crime. When he fights crime, the horse half doesn't seem really to offer any particular advantage, aside from the occasional kick. <laughs> Sometimes. But if, like, if you get a hit, like, if you get a kick from a horse, you're going to die. Like. No, he decides to punch criminals <laughs> with his top half. What is wrong with this man? He's an idiot. <laughs> what happened to his dad who raised him? I just set him off into the city. Like, it's parking. You just let him loose he's one let, day. He's let him loose. Does, like, there has to be... Is there any other centaurs in comics? Um... Not... I imagine, like, a Wonder Woman story or something yeah, there might be. Yeah, there would be. But, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> I thought no of Hawkman, have... but that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. But yeah, there's no other centaur in comics, certainly, that has their own comic run. I wouldn't say uh, so. Right, okay. Um, um, what I'm also is interesting, uh, caught my eye, was there's a panel where he puts, uh, he's dressing up in a disguise, and he the, the disguise he rigs up is his human half, he puts on a, a horse costume. Beautiful. And, and That's actually, <laughs> the whole thing is worth it, in my opinion. And then now. he's asked, somebody points out, like, like, what is that? And he says, I'm a horse, which confuses the cop. He says the words, I'm a horse. Um, I'm a horse. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel this whole comic was made up for that one bit. Yeah. Where he puts on a horse costume front on top of his centaur body. Now, speed can also fly, Sean. That's probably not mentioned. Um, no, the, you didn't mention it up until now, now, though. Now, of course, the caption suggests he's just leaping, but he also does catch a man falling from an aeroplane at one point and then changes direction in midair. So I would say right. that's more of a leap. It's more of a flying scenario. It's more of an actual... It's more, it's more akin to a Pegasus centaur, you know, which is half man, half horse, half Pegasus. There was also an issue set out in the West where Speed fights his way to become leader of a herd of wild horses. So many questions. See, that kind of story makes sense. Well, how does he feel about horses? Is there a kinship there? Are they his cousins? Does he look down on them as being, you know, mute beasts, lower than his own kind, Sean? For that matter, none of these are answered. God damn it. (laughs) Every time with Speed Centaur, it's more questions. <laughs> that sentence has never been said. <laughs> Every new. time Speed Centaur. <laughs> but like, it, it's, but those are all very valid questions. Like, how does this centaur interact with other horses, other humans? Yeah. Like, can he find love? Now, What's going on? What with really all of that? caught my story was the last story, um, which came out in 1940. Uh, Real is curious, obviously. Real McCoy, he's a journalist. He's curious about his best pal, Speed Centaur, and where he came from. And he's curious about the civilization that was inhabited by centaurs, <laughs> which you would be. Wouldn't. Aren't we all real? <laughs> <laughs> and Speed, up until this point, you're thinking, okay, well, maybe there's something that's gone on. Speed obligingly takes him there. It says a lot that Speed has never wanted to return to his home, find out about his own origins, or maybe see if there had been another survivor or two. Nope. No curiosity (laughs) at all. None of it. None of it going on. How does... Has he been there since? Since the human found him in the Arctic and stole him? Never went back. No need. 
Never he, he knew it was there, he? but he doesn't need it. I'm sure he was too busy focusing on getting to the big city of um, New York. It's never said. It's never said to right. be Because um, I can't imagine this would fly in New York. A speed and reel stand in front of the ruins of Centaur, Centaur City and the story ends. What a lovely little end to it. But, but where... What? what? Oh, sorry. The there Centaur a, City is underneath the yeah. ice. Yeah, in the Arctic. Oh, Right, and our centaur's still up, still in there. No, no, it's ruined. Dead? It's obviously ruined, ruined. Shaw. Don't be stupid. Right. Um, okay. So, what happened <laughs> to Centaur City, Connor? He's the last survivor. What kind? Whoa! Fucking war happened. What went on between the centaur? <laughs> Was it a civil war? Was it an outside source? Yeah. What the fuck? You can't just like. Yeah. What happened? I don't know if you're Where asking the right gone? questions. I, I've given you all the information I have. But what? You can't have a city of centaurs on Earth disappear <coughs> mysteriously. It's and never then touched. Just end it there. It's never touched. It's never touched on <laughs> never, again. Never there's been there's been nine issues before this of him just pissing around, stopping <laughs> muggings, and he knew it was a city of ruin. He, yeah, he's fully aware of all of this. Because he brings real Mackay straight there. He never even, he yeah. never waits around. He doesn't, he's not like, oh, I don't know where it is. He's like, oh yeah, I'll bring you next week. Yeah, it's not like they've been hunting for it throughout the, the, the issues. Oh, man. No, he could always get there. That's, was mean, it bears? <laughs> bears, bears. And that's why he has this weird vendetta against bears. Polar bears came in and killed all the centaurs. I think it's amazing speed centaur didn't catch on. Yeah, you know, in the in in the era when you had like, you know, Superman and a, a, an early Batman, Captain America, Namor. Uh, it's mad that this centaur horseman stopping Petrichrides sure, didn't. Namor's a fish man. I mean, what's it's fairly. Close to get to a horse, man. He's, he's half human, half mermaid. Yeah, I suppose. You got a mermaid. The mermaid itself. Yeah, yeah. Mermaid itself is half fish, half human. So, or a merman. So he's like a quarter he's, fish. So he's only a quarter fish, really. So, I think he's mostly a prick, uh, based <laughs> on his comics. Just in personality. <laughs> Just in like how he acts around yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it. I might be asking too much, but like, is Speed Centaur like a nice guy? Um, or he's generally does he have anything. He's generally fine. Um, he, right. he doesn't like crime, Sean. I've, I think I've explained every part of his personality to you one step by That's one such, step. Yeah, he doesn't like crime for some reason. Yeah, he's got. Like, he's no, against I, crime. Yeah, I'm against crime mostly mm. as well, but like. Most if you're people. actively... Yeah, yeah, some crime is fine. Little crimes. Little insignificant crimes Murder. that don't hurt anyone. No, no, you can't trick me again, Connor. After the FBI came in the last time, not again. But, like, I just... I mean, if, like, his human father had been killed, mm. maybe I'd get why he'd have such a, a vendetta against crime. Torn- a, a tornado. Mm. Tornado. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean, we're going to, have to move on because I have a small character that I want to get to before we get to the last character. Um, okay. And my small character that I wanted to cover, I couldn't find any more information on this fucking character as hard as I tried in the whole of the internet. Nothing exists. 
except for a few pages <laughs> on Dopey Danny Day, Sean. Um, Dopey Danny Day. Dopey Danny Day. Um, now, Dopey Danny, he was a reporter with no notable talents who badly lost every single fight, Sean. Um, okay. And the closest thing he had to a personality was mostly how he suffered two concussions every page, mostly, to be honest. Wow. That's an impressive record. <laughs> but in one issue, possibly because his brain could no longer register trauma, it occurred to him that he could turn his life around if he answered every single question with a headbutt to the dick. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's like... What? That, that's a very inefficient means of attacking the dick as well. Here's the thing, though. He realised he can't suffer head trauma anymore. His head is too full. Like, he's, <laughs> he's lit the limit of head trauma. So he's going to solve crime by just headbutting boys. What? what? Like, so is a superhero named Dickhead? No, it's Dopey Danny Day. That's worse than Dickhead mm. somehow. Um, after the event, Danny leapt headfirst into everything. Sometimes he hit a dick. And things went his way. And other times he hit something harder and, and lost a little bit more spinal fluid within the fight. <laughs> <laughs> what the f- Are you taking the piss? Is no. this something you've made up, genuinely? No. Search for Dopey Daddy Day. But does it say in this article, like, that... He headbutts people in the dick. Yes, there's a picture of him headbutting a man in the dick. It's one of the. Oh, pages. I know what's. I know what's going on the Instagram this week. Don't be Danny what Day. What the fuck? <laughs> He's in like a martial arts costume. Or is that like a, an old timey suit that he's wearing? I think it's an old timey suit. Um, and then there's one with him getting a plant plot dropped on him. Yeah. What is this? Who did this? Overnight, this comic went from a waste of everyone's time to the life and death struggles of a man who could only drive full power at dicks and hope for the best. Can he not just headbutt people, though? Yeah, but he. what's the most effective place to headbutt someone? The dick, of course. The dick? Yeah, yeah. You're entirely right. What if... What if women can be criminals too, Connor? If it's the 40s. All about equality here. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I like the lads in the forties going. There's no women to do crime. This is. I think we're like forgetting. This is the forties. Yeah. There's a war on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They would have won way faster. A few dicks to the butt, like a few dicks, a few, few headbutts to the dicks. Mm-hmm. Game over. A few dick butts, if you will. A few dick butts. Uh, Sean, I no was just bringing dicks. you dopey Danny Day because he just headbutts people in the dick. That's the worst. That's legitimately the worst character that's ever been featured he on He either show. wins or he loses some spinal fluid. I mean, it's ifs and buts, you know what I, I mean? That's a finite amount of fight spinal fluid that anyone has, though, right? Not Danny. Danny was winning loads of fights, though. With his headbutton dick technique, yeah, 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 yeah. But like the day he comes up against, I don't know, a cup, a, ma- a cup, yeah, or like anyone in any kind of defensive armor, like you're Danny Day is Danny Dead at that point. 
<laughs> Do you know what he kind of probably would want that? <laughs> I think he's genuinely just concussed so hard. Yeah. That like maybe this is all just a dream as he's bleeding out on the pavement. I mean this this I could I couldn't find fucking anything other than that one small article, but that character exists. I've seen the panels. They thought that was a good idea. Um, that comic book sold. Um, Sean, we're finishing off our public domain characters with quite possibly the strangest one I've ever seen in my life. Um, okay. Here now, Danny Day caught my eye because it was funny. This one is just weird uh, because I have the eye. Oh. Sean, is this any relation to the orb, Connor? I thought you might be interested because you love characters that have weird eye shapes under costumes. Eye shapes on costumes, weird shapes for heads. Mm. It's it's my jam with comic books. Now the eye instead is just a big eye. <laughs> oh, tell me more. <laughs> the eye was the creation of Golden Age artist Frank Thomas, um, and. So, here's the thing. No records seem to exist to clarify whether the eye was entirely created by Thomas or was co-created in tandem with some obscure comic writing hack back in the day, Sean. Um, Just demolishing this man's career before he even exists. I I don't think he wants his name on this. Um, (laughs) It was Stan Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was Bill Finger, Stanley working together. <laughs> um, if that work, I mean, look, it's a bit, of, it's an eye. And it's a giant body part with no distinct personality beyond a fervent desire for, you know, justice. Um, of course. Yeah. Def- the eye wants justice. That's a fine statement to make. So the eye was one of the oddball characters that turned up before the concept of superheroes had become fixed, really. Um, its origin never explained. Uh, the eye was a huge floating eye that sometimes appeared wreathed in flame. At other times, it was invisible to everyone, but the patron it had chosen to aid and or harass into doing the work of justice. What? This is just a big sentient eye yeah. that chooses whether to be naughty or nice to someone. Covered in and flames. only they can see it sometimes covered in flames. Yeah. This is some weird biblical shit, isn't it? The eye also like to speak to evildoers, making pronouncements about their doom. Of course. He like <laughs> that's, that's fucked, though, because that's like... He's, he's taunting them, the eye. <laughs> The eye has some element of vindictiveness to him. Um, while in one instance shown on the cover of Keen Detectives uh, blasting aliens invading via parachute, in the stories the eye was mostly content to just spy invisibly on evildoers. And at least, I mean, and this is where it really, really gets weird, um, there was one or two issues where he was also invisibly spying on nightgown-clad women. Um... <sighs> Just, By God. I mean... This eye's... This eye's a... A, a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yes! No, you're like, Your Honour, that eye is a pervert. <laughs> like, oh, man. I, why, why... That's a really weird thing to introduce. Hmm. Like, that's just... That's solely for... The guy writing the comic book, right? Well, here's the thing. This is where his power comes from. Because he sees people doing bad stuff. 
and then wear a nightgown and then (laughs) (laughs) and then he informs either the physical hero of the story um, a different hero um, or you know he scares the bad guys into doing some rash action to kind of turn about their lives I see okay so he's, he's like whispers in their ear kind of a thing it was never revealed who or what the eye was, or why it was so concerned with justice. However, the opening text of the stories at times hinted that it might just be a ratful eye of God, or something very like it. That's a... I mean, I guess, like... It, look, wouldn't fly nowadays. Definitely wouldn't happen, but, like, 1940? Yeah, you're fine with that It was shit. a flying eyeball. Um, Big flying eyeball. And it was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> And it told people to stop doing bad shit. Look, look, uh, editor, <laughs> the giant flying eyeball that knows everything and can do anything. What's missing from that one story? God, what if it was? What if it was on fire, Tom? Also, it can melt solid steel. Of course, <laughs> of course, it can melt solid steel. That's a very specific power. For the an eye, eye to have the eye was a magical being to whom time and distance are nothing. Um, this just sounds like some kind of god. Yeah, they've created god. I think they just made a god. But all he does is snitch on criminals <laughs> and perv on women. <laughs> yes. I mean, what? Like, if you want to go the god angle, right, and like lean into that. That's fine. You can't also have him be a peeping Tom. <laughs> like, those two can't go together. <laughs> and here's the thing. It was just there. It turned up every now and then. No explanation was ever given to where it came from or what it, what it was made of. Um, it seemed to have skin, even some eyelashes attached to it, which is even weirder. Um, even weirder. Yeah, just, you know, generally... Go on. Oh, if we were to bring this into the modern day, right? You could do you do it as like Marvel cosmic bullshit, whatever. But there needs to be another character called the mouth, and another called the nose, and then maybe another the eye. Yu-Gi-Oh. And they have like an ev- you Exodia, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was saying they have like an Avengers team up called the Face, <gasps> and like then that that's when they like are and like they face the face. hand. They'd face the hand. Yes, the ninja clan. <laughs> yes. The the face is like this weird demon to the hand clan. And they're like, no, we don't we don't go after them. And then oh, you have to assemble the face to defeat the hand. Oh no, the it's hand. the foot. <laughs> From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's the tummy tum. Or what if, right? The face is worshipped by the hand. Oh fuck. And so you have to talk to the hand. Yes. the face, Connor, it, listen- it ain't listening. It ain't listening. It ain't listening. Oh, fuck. Stan Lee, Bill Finger. <laughs> the two of them. <laughs> what are you up to, lads? <laughs> <laughs> they need to get back on this. Um, <laughs> look, I feel like... Th- also, the eye was assisted by a human named Jack Barrister uh, because he was about justice. So, Of course. Jack. Of course. He, re- he really found his calling, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was a criminal. Jack was um, but <laughs> mass murderer <actually. laughs> mass murderer <laughs> was against Peep and Tom's though <laughs> yeah he had his line he had his limits <laughs> he brought the eye to justice 
What kind of gratification does the eye get out of doing such peeping, though? Because I have a lad I'd like to headbutt into him. <laughs> now, that would be a fight for the ages. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's Dopey Danny versus the, the, eye. the eyes. The eye, yeah. And you know, you never like you don't want to poke yourself in the eye. So imagine you get headbutted in the eye. That's true, but Dobby Danny does exclusively work with dicks, though. So mm, that's true. He doesn't know what to do. Might be, might be when he sees the eye and he just like panics. <laughs> he headbutts his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you seen an eye covered in flames coming towards you, telling you you're in doom, you'd put you'd headbutt your own dick. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, just to get out with things, yeah, just to distract myself. <laughs> so, Sean, that's my three public domain superheroes for the week. I love when we do these episodes, mm. because as mad as modern comics are, and as bullshit as they are, they'll never be this bad again, will they? No, like I mean, this it, level of- it's literally a case of nobody just said no to them. And anyone that did say no to, they normally got, like, at least ten issues, because they didn't have any ideas. And da- yeah. now we get to insult them that they even got ten issues. Yeah, and like, look, and we're all for like, no one knew what comics were at the time. Like, comics used to be brand new in like the 40s. So they were just trying things and that's fine. But surely anyone can look at these objectively and say, that's not a good idea. I mean, I think Danny has some potential. Um, Also the centaur, if, you know, they did anything. If, yeah, if the I, look if the centaur story paid off in any way, I might think differently about it. Mm. But it's just it's such a it's such a flat ending for such a shit character. Um, but yeah, Danny V Thanos is what I want to say. <laughs> He'd win. He'd win. Like it's just swift one two, and there we go. Infinity War like avoided. The, he's like one and done. He does his one move, and if the guy other guy gets back up, he's just like, oh fuck. Yeah, because like, even if he does get headbutted in the dick, he's not out for the count. Like, no, like he just, he's like, oh, that really hurt. And you're like, ah. But then like two minutes later, like, I'm going to continue murdering people, Danny. And, and now I'm angry about the fact that you headbutted me in the dick. Sean, <laughs> um, would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thanks to everyone for continuing to support us over on Patreon. We really do appreciate everyone who uh, is a patron of us over there. There's a link to that in the description. Also, other ways to support the show are by going onto Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Heroes for Hire Podcast or Detective Divilman's Discussion Group, whichever one you prefer. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And also, whatever podcast platform you're listening on, if you could leave a like and a review or a comment or anything at all, um, just engage with the show on there. It does help us with the algorithm, helps get us in front of more listeners. Um, but the absolute best way to ever help out the show is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. And we shall talk to you next <laughs> <Bye. laughs> Bye.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.